everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthierhappenstogether. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This summer, unleash the power of winning with PointsBet. Whether you are into home runs or hole-in-ones, PointsBet is your home for live betting. With PointsBet's lightning bets, you can bet inning by inning or shot by shot. And every day with PointsBet Power Hour, eligible customers get daily boosts, best odds, or no juice lines that you can't find anywhere else. New users can download the app today using code PAGE and receive five-second chance bets up to one hundred dollars each. That's five straight days where points bet will match your losing wager and bonus bets. Points bet your move. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call one eight hundred Gambler for crisis counseling and referral services. This is playing around with Paige Renee. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Playing Around podcast with your two favorite golf girls, Sam and Paige. Sam, how's life? What's shaking? What's up, buddy? It's been a minute. <laughs> been a little bit of time. Yeah, I mean, it's been good. We had a few weeks off of golf, which I feel like was great for everyone. And golf Twitter especially needed a, a little bit of a break. And then we had the Ryder Cup, which we'll get into. But what have you been up to? Traveling a lot, working a ton. Unfortunately, a little sick right now. But, you know, we fight through it because content is king. I love it. Well, let's get right into the Ryder Cup because there's a lot to go over. With as simple as the rundown is today, I feel like there's so much to talk about. Give me me the Ryder Cup in one word for you. Drama, drama, drama. There was so much drama that happened at the Ryder Cup. And I would say uh, journalistic fails. Ooh, that's a good one. I would say overall disappointing. Really? Yeah, like I would say the drama I feel like was disappointing 
the USA play was disappointing. The only people who didn't disappoint me are the people I didn't want to succeed. So, you know, that's always fun. Okay, so yeah, a uh, 30 year streak continues. They haven't won in 30 years when they have played over in Europe, which is just insane to think about. You know what? I think that I might be bad luck here. The year 1993, every year that I've been born, they have not won. <laughs> it's not a coincidence, everybody. That's the fact. <laughs> That's funny. I like that theory, though, because God forbid we blame it on ourselves, Zach Johnson. Let's blame it on everything else except just that we played that. It was really interesting. So I had a feeling that Europe was going to have the upper hand going into this Ryder Cup. I didn't love the captain's picks. We've talked about that before. And Zach Johnson, although I love him so much, he is one of the most kind-hearted, most genuine people out on tour. He just didn't have that, that firepower. Like, he was giving his interviews and it just felt like he was second guessing himself and he was um, not igniting all this passion to the team. And I just didn't feel that great about him being captain. I felt that going into it as well, but I was hoping that the Ryder cup would get him, you know, especially being on European soil would get him fired up, would get him like a little bit of fire under his ass, but it just never happened. Every time I saw a quote, of something that Zach Johnson said on Twitter in a press conference, I was like, are you serious? Dear God, there's no way he said that. I remember after the first day, they were down like six and a half to one and a half. And he was, they were like, well, what do you need to do tomorrow? And he goes, the same thing we did today. What? <laughs> that is absolutely what you do not need to do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not to mention the captain's picks for sure, but then also some of the pairings, like some of the choices he made with the groups, it was... It was tough. And I think it was also tougher because of how Luke Donald excelled in that position. So we were watching like a pretty role model type captain in Luke Donald and then Zach Johnson just like shitting the bed on that front on the whole. So Europe won 16 and a half points to 11 and a half points. And it was a complete blowout the first day. It's hard to say because we can go back and forth on what US did wrong the entire time and the pairings and we can go on and on and on about this. But the truth of the matter is that Europe played unbelievably well. They had chip-ins, they were making putts, they had all of the momentum on their side. And it's really hard to play match player, any type of match against someone who was doing that. I think back of the match that I had to play against Jerry Kelly and he shot a 59. I played well, but I would have had no hope against someone who was making all these putts and chipping in and it's quite defeating. But the U.S. side also just did not play well either. Some of the chip-ins that John Rahm had specifically were in Sydney. Had like three chip-ins in one day. I mean, yeah. that's that's one of the pros and cons of match play, right? Like a lot of people think it's a pro because if you go out of bounds, then technically you still are only down one because you're down one hole versus maybe being down three shots. But that's also kind of to your disadvantage too if somebody's chipping in on every hole and that's one of your eighteen chances gone. Just even if you hit it to three feet, like it's, it's a tough, and I think it's also tough because we don't watch tournaments like this a lot. First of all, waking up at 2am to watch it. I didn't even wake up at 2am the second day because I was so pissed off about the first day. I was like, I, one viewer is boycotting this. <laughs> I know I woke up the first day and 
I guess I just didn't calculate how much of the time change it would be. And I was like, if I wake up just early enough that I should catch most of it. And I woke up and just saw a four O okay then uh not a great way to kick it off and when you look at the team and everyone keeps talking about what matches matchups that could have been better on the u.s side i was most disappointed and i had a feeling that this was going to happen you can look back on previous podcasts colin morikawa for me was the biggest disappointment on the u.s side by far yeah i also feel like i mean I could say this about a lot of them, but I feel like none of them seemed to care until they were like making a putt to win a hole. Like in their press conferences too, similar to Zach Johnson, like I didn't see that firepower. I didn't see that like we're over here and we're a team and we're going to win. They, I feel like they were also doubting themselves in a way. And this is just pure speculation. But yeah, I, I mean, I was disappointed by a lot of players, but Morikawa was pretty bad. I don't even remember even seeing him that's the thing that was so weird they weren't even, well that goes to show how terrible the coverage was <laughs> it was unbelievably difficult to follow anyone uh it, it was horrendous how bad the coverage truly was and you'd think that they could figure this out by now but you had someone like a scotty shuffler who was in tears after his massive loss and he showed that he cared. You yeah. could tell that he wanted to be there. He was trying. He really wanted to do well for Team USA. Sam Burns, passionate, fiery, had that spark to him. Max Homa, MVP of the US team, came, showed up, rookie on the Ryder Cup, did what he needs to do, exceeded expectations, loved watching him play. Even Justin and Jordan, who were notoriously known for kind of struggling with their game going into this Ryder Cup. I know Jordan didn't have his best, but Justin Thomas showed up. Like he was there, he was fiery, he was competing, and I was happy with his play. Ricky Fowler, he should just never be on a Ryder Cup team ever again, ever again. That was a tough watch for sure. I mean, Max Homa MVP, like you said, he was the only U.S. player with a winning record for the week, which is crazy considering, you know, the other people we had on our team. Here's a question for you. Do you think the JT Spieth love hair is expired? Like, do you think it still can be what it was? Because I've seen some people talk about that and say like, you know, maybe it's time we give it a break, pair them with someone else and see how it goes. It's hard to say because I do think that they have good team chemistry and their games do fit well nicely together. I think if both of them were just playing up to their normal ability, then they're still a great team. I mean, they, they stayed in it when they didn't have their best stuff. And I think that's really telling against a very strong, dominant European team. So I still like that pairing. I liked the Max Homa-Brian Harmon pairing. I thought that was a great one. Most shocked by the Scotty Scheffler-Brooks Kepka when they got blown out. That was shocking to me. I, I, yeah. I don't know what happened there. That was like a tough watch because I'm like, how is world number one? And then one of my favorite players like losing this badly. When I saw nine and seven, I was like, no, surely that's like a typo because it just, they look so defeated. I obviously they were defeated. I can only imagine, but I don't, I don't know. I think it was it. And then the worst part is, is that on Sunday we had hope for like a minute we had hope and we were like, holy shit, they could actually do this. And then that only lasted like four and a half minutes. So 
I was talking to someone about this where when we're looking at the singles and in the predicament that the U.S. team was in, I almost wish that they stacked the players differently. So I understand the reasoning of why you want to put your best guys out first. And if they can get it done, you're in a position where you have a shot to win. But there are certain players like a John Rahm and a Rory that you kind of know that you, for the most part you might lose to. So let's give them the worst players and then that way they're expected to lose and we know that. And then at the bottom you're stacked because it, in a moment it looked like it came down to Ricky Fowler and Wyndham Clark. Those are two players I do not want to have the cup come down to. And if you had, let's say, like a Scotty Scheffler or if you had someone, um, Max Homa at the bottom, I would have been so much more confident knowing that they were the people who had the chance to fight for it. And most people were talking about Ricky Fowler conceding the putt for Tommy Fleetwood. I'm telling you now, if I'm in that position and someone, I don't care if it's a foot, a couple inches, if you have a putt to win the Ryder Cup, I am making you putt it. I don't care how short it is. You are making someone putt that. We've seen people miss a lot of short putts with all the nerves involved. You are making them putt those short putts. I was shocked that he conceded that putt. Yeah, I w I'm still very confused about that. Did anyone ask him about that in the post-round press conference? I didn't see anything about that. That was strange to me. But I agree with you about how they stack the players. I will say one of my qualms with the Ryder Cup is that why are we doing like blind draws? And then they just like Agreed. tweet the pairings out. What do you mean? We have pairings parties and like live pairing draws for pro-ams. For like amateurs who play in pro-ams at tour events. Yet the Ryder Cup, we're just like, okay, tweet. Like, why did they have to do that? I'm so confused. I feel like especially going into the final round, I think they should do it for every day. But I think especially going into the singles matches, that would have been a really cool thing to watch. And I've always been confused why they don't do that. I would have loved to see a Rory-Patrick Cantlay pairing. I'll tell you that now. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 
Win money betting on golf this year. Betting on golf is fun, but picking winners isn't easy. BetSports Golf has the data, tools, and experts to turn your Sundays into paydays. Members get in-depth articles, research tools, and our team's picks each and every week. If you had bet $100 on every wager the BetSports Golf team had recommended last year, you'd be up nearly $10,000. For a limited time, you can head to BetSportsGolf.com to get a special price on a year-long subscription. Should we get into Hatgate? We will remember this one as the one with the hat or without the hat. (laughs) No cap. No cap. I don't even really know where to begin. Hatgate. So this all started from Jamie Weir at Jamie C. Weir, and he tweeted out at 4.46 a.m. on 9.30, 2023, and this changed the entire Ryder Cup. The entire Ryder Cup. It flipped it. Unbelievable. I've never seen something like this before. And as she's reading this, keep in mind that this tweet is still up. So this man fully tweeted this and then it just isn't deleting it. Well, we got to get into that too, because he actually is correct. Okay. Jamie Weir, understand from several sources that the U.S. team room is fractured, a split led predominantly by Patrick Cantlay. Cantlay believes players should be paid to participate in the Ryder Cup and is demonstrating his frustration at not being paid by refusing to wear a team cap. There's three tweets in this. He wore a cap at last year's President's Cup for which players are paid. Cantlay also refused to attend the gala dinner earlier in the week and along with close friend Xander Schauffele is sitting in a separate area of the team dressing room. Amendment to this, players don't get paid to participate in President's Cups, but it is a PGA Tour event, not a PGA of America event with whom Cantlay has his bigger axe to grind. So this tweet comes out, everyone freaks out about it, rightfully so. I didn't know how to react to this. I was shocked when I saw this news. Everyone was shocked by this. And within an hour or so, when they started to play the second, the afternoon matches, all of the European fans who were on site were taking their hats off at Patrick Cantley, had a chant. No one has better chance than the European side. The fact that all of them came together and figured that out that quickly was quite impressive, I must say. It was impressive. We need to like hire some kind of like youth sports league. They always have good chance too. We need to like figure something out because USA, that's not, it's not doing it. That's not, not the, no. We have until Beth Page, we need to figure this out. Two years and counting. However, with that tweet, at this point, when, they, when he tweeted that out, we didn't know like what was happening, if it was right or wrong. And my first instinct was, I don't, as far as I know, I don't think we have a reason to question this person, right? So like, why would he lie about that? That was my first thought. Multiple sources. I mean, you don't just say something like that because that, that's a, a tweet that could end someone's career, honestly. Like it, it, it was that groundbreaking of a tweet to put out, just kind of whoop. Let's see what happens. So why would someone lie and ruin their entire reputation just to start a little bit of drama in the Ryder Cup? But my second thought was, what good does not wearing the hat do? 
that's not really protesting anything when you're wearing everything else. Yeah, I just wasn't understanding what good that would have done and how that would have accomplished anything. And I also was selfishly thinking, there's no way Patrick Cantley would make this whole shit about himself. Like I was like, there's just, there's no way. He also wasn't a captain's pick. And so if he didn't want to play, he had every right to withdraw from the Ryder Cup if he had that big of an issue with not being paid. And he had a lot of time to pull out if that's something that he wanted to do. And so obviously this became a massive story and they were asking Zach Johnson about this. And Zach Johnson says, we have never been closer as a team. This is all clickbait. This isn't true at all. Patrick Cantlay then is playing his afternoon match. Everyone's flinging their hats around. It comes down to 18. Patrick Cantlay is playing absolutely incredible, keeping the team together. We're on the 18th green. He makes this bomb of a birdie putt. Everyone on the U.S. side takes their hats off, flinging it around, as well as his caddy, Joe LaCava, who was Tiger Woods' caddy for a very long time, known as one of the best in the game. Truly, world-class, solid person, all-around amazing guy, even better at his job. So Joe is, you know, flinging his hat around. The U.S. side has really had no reason to cheer in the last, like, <laughs> while. <laughs> Basically two days of um, very little cheering. And so this was their moment. Joe gets a little bit caught up in it. Rory is walking around to Rita's putt. Rory turns to Joe and says, hey, Joe, can you please move out of the way? I'm about to putt. Joe then does not move immediately. Shane Lowry jumps in, tells Joe to move. Joe tells Shane to fuck off, and it turns into this really big argument. When I'm watching the footage, I can see how both sides got very passionate. Obviously, that's what's going to happen in the Ryder Cup. But I feel like both of them are at fault here, Joe and Rory. It was originally stated that Joe was walking in Rory's line, which when you look at the camera angle, he was about five, six paces away from Rory's ball. When Rory walked around to talk to Joe, he was reading the high side of his putt and still had to walk about five, six paces to get over to his ball to line it up. A caddy should never really interfere as much as Joe did, but you got to think about it this way. Patrick Cantley was getting shit for about six hours straight. And it was a lot. And his role is to protect his player. That's his guy. And most caddies, their job is highly underrated. Most people don't realize what goes into it. But they are, they're a team. And that's his man. And I think he was just defending his guy and got a little bit too heated. And he should have backed away a little bit sooner. That was on Joe. But I thought Rory acted a little bit um, like a baby in the situation. And he could have just walked around one more time and let it die out. Like he didn't have to do the whole thing where it's like you're in my line and then freak out after. Yeah, I hadn't really thought about what you said about Rory like just he could have just given it a second, like knowing that they've been getting shit all day. Like, I think that you're right about that. However, I am disappointed in LaCava, to be honest. Yes. Like when you watch the footage, we watched the footage the day of, and that was one angle. Then you wake up the next morning and there's like six more cameras that all of a sudden have the footage. And I'm like, where did this come from? And like, it looked pretty bad. Like, I I'm disappointed that he would like make a big deal out of it you know, wave his hand at Rory and then tell Shane Lowry to fuck off. And then 
20 minutes later have a meltdown in the parking lot with Rory and like we didn't really see all that footage but I don't understand why it was worth all of that <laughs> I kind of at the first thought I was like is this trying to like distract from everything else like there's no way that this is the drama that's happening right now it felt like there was more to the story that we'll never know because yeah Joe has caddied for Tiger. No one has faced more adversity and has to deal with more shit on the golf course than Tiger Woods. And Tiger would pick a caddy who is cool under pressure. That is why he picked Joe LaCovet. Like, that's why they were such a great team. And so for Joe to get so worked up makes me realize or makes me think that there was more to the story that happened because that seems so incredibly out of character for him to do. And then there were reports the next day that he did reach out to Rory and wanted to apologize. And there were reports that they did meet up later after Rory's match, after singles, he said he did not meet up with Joe and that's all we got. I believe that Joe was out of line. He should have reeled it back a little bit. But if you reach out to someone and you want to apologize and make amends and then that person just doesn't want to meet with you and then they talk shit about you and, be, and make it out like, like, I don't even want to, I have, I have kind of, I have an issue with that. Like, I have an issue with that. Rory could have framed it in a little bit of a different light. Yeah, I think, God, talk about something that just blew up on social yeah. media. Like, <laughs> I mean, those video, that video was all over the place, even non-golf people were talking about it. That was the funniest thing to me was trying to see these non golf accounts, like figure out what was going on What's going on. Yeah, I don't know. The, the parking lot video was weird. When like, bones got in the middle of it. And I guess Rory was like yelling and like saying this is a fucking disgrace. And then Shane Lowry like shoved him in the car. I was like, what are we doing? I agree with you, though, it made it to me feel like whether it was earlier on in the Ryder Cup, past events, something that that LaCava said that pissed Rory off, there had to have been something underlying there. I mean, there's you don't just act like that for no reason. And I'm not saying that there wasn't a reason, but for that reason, I feel like. Agreed. There were reports too of people calling Cantley and Joe cheats and cheaters. And so again, there just seems like there's more to that story that we will never know. <laughs> and we can't trust reporting anymore because, like I said, the reports of um, all of the Patrick Cantlay news and that reports coming out that he didn't want to be there. And then now there are reports coming out that that was actually true. And then there were reports of Rory and Joe meeting and making amends, and that wasn't true. And so it's like when I'm looking at golf Twitter now, I'm like, I don't know what's true, what's false, <laughs> what's what. I feel like ever since the whole live merger, everyone has no idea what the fuck is going on in golf, like at all. <laughs> One of my favorite takes about the hat situation was actually from my friend, shout out Nikki, done again this morning. She texted me and she was like, because apparently Patrick Hanley got married yesterday in Rome, like all of a sudden that came out. And she was she texted me and she was like, what if he just didn't wear a hat so he didn't get a tan line for his wedding on Monday? And I was like, actually, but imagine if he said that, that just would have dissolved everything. So I don't know. I'm confused with the conflicting storylines. I'm confused how everyone has something different that they have to say. Like watching the broadcast, I feel like it would go to Steve Sands who would say one thing and then it would go to Todd Lewis who would say another thing and then Twitter would be saying another thing. I'm like, what is going on? So then on Monday morning, a report came out that Stefan Schauffele, which is Xander Schauffele's father, said it is true and that the 
the PGA of America said Xander will be kicked off the team unless he signs this contract. And within the contract, which there were issues, was how they were going to be paid and also Netflix involvement in the US team room, which they didn't end up giving them um, rights to be in there. But there, there are issues with the guys being paid. And it does seem like the reports that Jamie originally reported, maybe not 100% true, but there is some truth to what they're talking about. I cannot imagine any European team player ever even considering not playing the Ryder Cup. And that's why I think I'm disappointed. I do want to throw this out before you continue because I think this will help your case. Xander and Patrick also didn't go on the recruiting trip to Rome a few weeks earlier before the Ryder Cup with the rest of the team. They refused to go. What What the fuck is that? Like, that is so trash. This is like, arguably... It is the biggest team event in golf. It is like, it has history. It has passion. It has, well, maybe. And what do you mean you're not going to play because you don't get paid? Like, I've never, I, it was just, I was trying to think of, I was looking through all the past European Ryder Cup players, and I was like, I can't pick out one person who would say this. Who would, one, think it, and then two, say it, and then three, have it be in the news, because that's embarrassing. That's entitled, and that's embarrassing. It just is such a bad look for golf, if it's true. They get paid so much money over the last two years now. All we've been discussing is money and who's getting paid more on live and PGA Tour. And now this is the one time where you get to represent your country and you get to do something out of pride and you don't want to do it because you want to get paid more. Think about all of the athletes who sacrifice their entire lives for the Olympics. They're not getting paid. They get a medal. And then you're coming here and saying that this is such an incredible opportunity and you don't want to do it unless you get paid. And there's part of me that does understand it. It's like, where does the money go? And at least if it's going to charities or if it's being used in a positive way, but it is. All of the money that they make for the PGA of America goes back into growing the game of golf. That's my understanding of it. And Maybe I need to learn more about it, but it's a couple days. It's a couple days. You guys are multimillionaires. And this is the one time you got to do something for, for pride, for your country, and you don't want to do it unless you're paid. Give your spot to Keegan Bradley. You think Keegan Bradley would have thrown a fit? Keegan Bradley would have died to be there. Would have died to be there. Yeah, that's what that was what I was about to say was it makes me feel bad for the people who would have entered the tournament if it's true, with so much more passion and desire and want to be there and want to win. Like Keegan Bradley, I saw um, somebody interviewed him. I don't remember who it was. So don't quote me. But it was like, we asked Keegan Bradley if he would give up 10 million to play in the Ryder Cup. And he said, without a doubt, And he said, we would have a conversation about 50 million. But like, he would give up so much. And I mean, we're talking about Patrick Cantley and Xander Shoffley, who are in the top 1% of 5% of professional golfers at what they're making. Like, we're not talking about even Sam, I'm trying to think of somebody else, like even Sam Burns or Wyndham Clark, I mean, are getting paid. Like, it's just it to me, it's, it's a terrible look. 
Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Onlypage.com VIP access to all things me. New content uploaded several times a week, including members-only live streams, golf instruction content, and behind-the-scenes footage. OnlyPage is the only way to connect with me off social media. Sign up today at OnlyPage.com. Again, that's OnlyPage.com. I don't want to stay on the soapbox forever, so I'm going to shift. You know what else is embarrassing to me and that I don't love? Kleisinger. Embarrassing and things I don't love. Yes. However, also, <laughs> why are we partying with Team Europe after they win? Do you think the Eagles went and partied with the Chiefs after the Super Bowl? I don't fucking think so because that would be embarrassing, except maybe for the Kelsey brother. But like, what the fuck? When I saw Jenna Sims post and it was like this dark room and someone was drinking out of the Ryder Cup and it was clearly a Team Europe player, I'm like, what the fuck are we doing? I know. I hate that. I know. I hate that. I know. I think the Ryder Cup needs a reboot. Like we need, we need, I don't know what needs to happen, but something needs to happen. What? Pay the players? (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Do you think it's a different, a a different format? Do you think, how, how do we, how do we reboot it? I think it looks different. Like when the Ryder Cup was at Whistling Straits two years ago. I felt the passion more from the U.S. guys. I felt the same passion from the Europe guys that we felt this week, though. So that's consistent. It's almost like the U.S. teams, they start off like 
on the defense and like trying to, I don't know, they feel like intimidated by the crowd or something. And then it takes a little. Do you think home field advantage really does? Obviously, it makes that big of a difference. But do you think it's because a lot of the U.S. players don't face a lot of adversity when they're playing tournaments? And so when they go and play in a place that is uncomfortable for them with a lot of fans who are booing them and cheering against them, that that's something that they've never really had to experience before because most tour events are a very like comforting, nice place to play in. And then when you are put in this unusual, unique environment that they're not used to, that it it affects them a little bit more deeply than they even can prepare for. I think so. I mean, I, I don't know if that's true, but that's how it feels like to me. That's kind of why, and this is not the same, but in my head, it's a little the same. That's kind of why I was shocked with how Brooks played. Cause I was like, he's been hearing music and yelling and shit on the golf course for the past year. Like surely he's not, he doesn't even hear it anymore. You know, I don't know. I think I need there to be more like fire from the get go and not just fire by how all the wives looked at the gala, which we didn't even talk about that. Absolute fire. But I need there to be more more passion, more energy, more energy. <laughs> <laughs> no one's going to know what we were just referring to, but that's fine. It's a TikTok sound. Uh, my favorite TikTok sound of all time. I agree, I agree with that. And it, do you think it is, though, because of the team chemistry? I mean, they kept saying over and over and over again that there hasn't been a, a closer team and everyone's best friends and all of that. But I, I, I felt like we needed a Patrick Reed or a Bryson DeChambeau on our team. Like you need those those villains that you you know you don't want to play against, but when they're on their te- on your team, you love them and you root for them. You know who wouldn't have given a putt to Tommy Fleetwood? Bryson DeChambeau, Patrick Reed. That's true. Dustin Johnson. They would have never ever given Tommy Fleetwood that putt like Ricky did. The title of this podcast was the Ryder Cup missing Patrick Reed. Hot takes. And I think you had it a little bit with Patrick Cantlay. You know, he came, he had this kind of villain, you know, everyone was rooting against him. And then all of a sudden he played well. And it made me really like him so much more that he was able to do that. And it it caused a little bit of interest and passion. You could tell he was playing for something bigger than what it was but like you need you need those players on the team and and Colin Morikawa and Ricky Fowler just doesn't ignite that kind of passion the way that like a Patrick Reed a Bryson DeChambeau Brooks Kepka, Patrick Cantlay does well here let me ask you this why do you think Team USA did not allow Netflix into the locker room I think it was because they weren't going to see a penny off of how much they would generate how much Netflix would generate for some of the other players. And so we know that they're following Max Homa and I'm sure Max is getting paid quite well for that. And if what Jamie Weir said is true, then Xander Schauffele and Patrick Cantlay, they're not going to get a penny from it. So why give them access to something that is seen as so sacred and then you're not going to benefit at all from it. I don't think it had anything to do with like getting an inside look or keeping the team room chemistry high. Apparently they weren't even spending any time together because everyone was sick. And so everyone was separated anyways. And so it doesn't matter. I think it, I think it comes down to money and comes down to money. What if not everything is about money when you're one of the 
top 0.1% paid people in the world. That is embarrassing to me. I have secondhand embarrassment for them. It's surprising coming from Xander too, because he did play in the Olympics when a lot of golfers didn't want to play in the Olympics and he won. And so you would think that he would carry that pride into everything that he does when it comes to representing his country. And again, there might be more, I'm just all into like, there must, there has to be more that goes on behind the scenes. And I'm, I'm, I'm shooketh after the live merger because there is so much that goes on at a high level that none of us know. And so it is really hard to speculate and it seems like it's all about money, but there maybe there has to be more that goes into it that they would act this way. Cause I went to school with Xander. Like I know Xander, it seems out of character for him to do something like that. And same with like the Joe LaCava issue, it just seems like these issues that we're seeing brew are just so out of character for these people. There has to be, there has to be something more that that's going on behind the scenes that we don't know about. I hope so, because as of right now, I'm disappointed and I'm sad. Let me ask you this, because you know all about New York, spend a lot of time there. People are saying, quote unquote, golf Twitter people are saying that Europe doesn't know what's coming at Bethpage in 25. Do you think it will be at all comparable to this week in Europe? It will be war. It's going to be scary. You think it's going to be worse? I think it's going to be 100 times worse after everything that happened at this Ryder Cup. Rory's comments as well. I think is going to get the people going. It already has. The people in New York are very passionate about their 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 teams and their people that they they support and anything around you know the United States and and caring for your country. I think it's going to be highly passionate. I think it's going to be a little scary and it's going to be full on war. And I don't think we will ever see anything like this. And I'm a little nervous. It'll be like the the purge. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, no one's scarier than like the Northeast area of sports fans. And so I feel like if they all show up, then yeah, that's going to be scary. It's going to be hardcore. Because I feel like when we're in Europe, it's just like, like, they're just annoying, but they're not like, well, I mean, I've never been so I don't know. And we're not really seeing all of it on TV. But I would have a hard time believing that it's not going to be scary. I think it's going to be scary. I think we should go. We should 100% go. I think the difference is like with the European fan bases, they are witty with their comebacks, I would say. And I think they like having a chance so quickly about Patrick Cantlay is just highly impressive. I think when it comes to like our side, we're gonna, it's, it's, it's just be mean. It's personal, you know, and I think it is going to be personal after everything that Rory said going into um, the next Ryder Cup. It, it's it's going to be a fight. It's going to be a, a fight. It's going to be fun to watch. That's for sure. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Now we have a bunch of, uh, we have the fifth major, Sanderson Farms this week. So everybody keep, keep, keep an eye out on that. Yeah, a bunch of like, in my opinion, boring events coming up. So there's that. Just got to get to uh, the kickoff. The LA swing. Okay, guys, let's finish this episode up with some TNA. The first question is, what is the number one way to lower your handicap and play more consistently? 
Short game. We talk about this all the time. I feel like you guys are going to get sick of me saying this, but practicing your short game and being solid from 100 yards and in is the way to go. And also playing the correct tee box for your level of play is really important. The better you get, you can move back. But if you're just starting out and you're playing from the tips, you're just setting yourself up for failure and it's going to be really frustrating. So play the correct set of tees and work on your short game. I have two different answers to this that I feel like if you do all four of the things that we're telling you, that's going to be great. Um, Going off of the short game thing, when you're practicing chipping, hopefully at a chipping green, do not hit five balls from the same shot, from the same spot. I literally get so frustrated when I see my dad dump a bucket of balls at this beautifully mown fairway looking area and hit 20 of the same shot. Well, and give yourself a preferred lie every single time. Yeah. Like take, go to the hole. What I used to do is I would stand right next to the hole and I would take five balls and I would just throw them. And then you go through your whole routine and actually practice like you're going to be on the golf course. Second tip, if it is available to you, get on the golf course more. The more you can practice, play, play worst ball, play best ball, play a scramble with yourself. Like the more you can actually practice and emulate what you're doing on the golf course, the better. Agreed. Love that. Next question is how can I get my hips more active in my swing? Most time it comes down to lack of mobility. So stretch, 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 stretch as much as you possibly can. Most people just can't get in certain positions because their hips are tight, their backs tight, their IT bands are tight. And so make sure you spend at least 10 minutes a day stretching. I love that tip because I feel like it's super neglected, especially among amateur golfers who play every once in a while. Even if it's the night before you go play or the morning of, I promise you it helps. Like look up look up five minute yoga for hips. Like there, I'm telling you, there is yoga out there and there are stretches that you can do for anything and just five, 10 minutes. And that will be a huge help. hundred percent. Do your boobs affect your golf swing? Yeah. My <laughs> takeaway has always been bad because of my, my chest. Like I have to go over, which makes me go out and then I have to flip in and then I get crossed to the top and then I get a little squirrely on my downswing. So I was working with Jonathan Yarwood and we fixed my setup, which now fixed my takeaway. But yeah, you have to like maneuver around them a little bit. I mean, that's not really a thing for me, but what she said. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What a great episode. We have so much to talk about with the Ryder Cup. Um, A ton of travel coming up for me on my side. Can't wait for you guys to um, hear all about that. Also exciting news is that I have a children's book that's on pre-sale right now. It's called Hattie Goes Golfing. I wrote it with my sister and it's about this gopher who loves golf, but she's not accepted right away. And then she learns to love the game and gets her friends into it. So it's a really great book to get your little ones into the game. And I think it's really cute. So definitely go check that out. Well, thanks for sticking with us on a uh, an, an episode where, you know, we haven't been here in a while. We're, this is the first time we've seen each other's face in a few weeks. It was nice to enjoy this with you. Um, thanks for listening to the Playing Around Podcast. Be sure to like, subscribe, leave a rating, follow us on Instagram at Playing Around Podcast. And we'll see you next time. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Follow Playing Around with Paige Renee on iHeartRadio. Or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Do you wanna improve your game faster and hit your driver longer? The good news is ShotScope can help you achieve your goals. ShotScope has products for every golfer, such as GPS watches, laser rangefinders, and shot tracking devices designed to lower scores and improve your golf by over four shots on average. I use the Pro LX Plus rangefinder on the course to get my distances. What I love most about ShotScope is tracking my game and reviewing my stats. The great news is your personalized stats are completely free with no yearly subscription. If I can use it, anyone can. Jump over to ShotScope.com today and find the perfect product for you. And remember to use my code PAGE at checkout. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for The Everyday Guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. 